Hello, this is Bill Harper. I am a man in search of my heart, and lately in this crazy country, I've been a man in search of the truth. Lately, I've been really rattled in my heart and spirit. I've been praying ferociously for the health of this nation. I've been fearful. Maybe it's hypervigilance, praying every day for the future of this country and that God is in control. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Coming off my lips all the time. What in the world is going on? Now, this is not going to be a political statement. This is going to be about God. This is going to be about faith. Let me give you some of my background. I was a 28-year Air Force veteran, served for 28 years. I retired as a lieutenant colonel. I graduated from the Air Force Academy. We had an honor code that said, you will not lie, cheat, nor steal, nor tolerate among us anyone who does. That's the key to it, by the way, is you don't stand for anybody who is a liar, cheater, or stealer. And I believe in integrity and truth is one of the most important, one of the most critical values that we have. Interestingly, the Air Force has three core values. This would be helpful as a nation to examine what we talk about, what I'm talking about here. Three core values. They go integrity first. Number two, service before self. Number three, excellence in all we do. Integrity first says an airman, I'll replace with person, an airman is a person of integrity, courage, and conviction. They must be willing to control their impulses and exercise courage, honesty, and accountability in order to do what is right even when no one is looking. Core value number two of the United States Air Force is service before self. An airman, a person's professional duties take precedence over personal desires. Every Airman is expected to have the discipline to follow rules, exhibit self-control, and possess respect for the beliefs, authority, and worth of others. And finally, excellence in all we do. An airman strives for continual improvement in self and service in order to propel the Air Force, in order to propel the nation, our society, I added those words, and to propel us forward and to achieve greater accomplishment and performance for themselves and their community. Now, those are very performance-oriented concepts, the three core values of the United States Air Force. But I'm going somewhere with this, so stand by. Like I said, I've been praying ferociously. I'm not sure whether it's fear or hypervigilance with what's about to happen to this country. This is not a political statement. This is a statement that we need to go find God. We need God in our midst now more than ever. I've came across something that is going to be the heart of this. The Columbine shooting happened in 1999. It rattled our world. How could this be? They've been coming. That was the first of many. Later, in December 2012, Daryl Scott, who was the father of Rachel Scott, who died in Columbine High School in 1999, was invited to address the House Judiciary Committee. What he said to our national leaders during this special session of Congress was point on, painfully truthful, and reality. He gave this address to Congress nine years ago.
the words that he said were not received well, but it needs to be heard by every parent, every teacher, every politician, every sociologist, every psychologist, and every so-called expert needs to be heard by us. These courageous words spoken by Daryl Scott are powerful, penetrating, and deeply personal. The following is a portion of the transcript. Since the dawn of creation, there has been both good and evil in the hearts of men and women. We all contain the seeds of kindness or the seeds of violence. The death of my wonderful daughter, Rachel Joy Scott, and the deaths of that heroic teacher and the other 11 children who died must not be in vain. Their blood cries out for answers. The first recorded act of violence was when Cain slew his brother Abel out in the field. The villain was not the club he used. Neither was it the NCA, the National Club Association. The true killer was Cain, and the reason for the murder could only be found in Cain's heart. In the days that followed the Columbine tragedy, I was amazed at how quickly fingers began to be pointed at groups such as the NRA. Daryl Scott writes, I am not a member of the NRA. I am not a hunter. I do not even own a gun. I am not here to represent or defend the NRA because I don't believe they are responsible for my daughter's death. Therefore, I do not believe they need to be defended. If I believe they had anything to do with Rachel's murder, I would be their strongest opponent. I am here today to declare that Columbine was not just a tragedy, it was a spiritual event that should be forcing us to look at where the real blame lies. Much of the blame lies here in this room. Remember, he's addressing the Senate Judiciary Committee. Much of the blame lies behind the pointing fingers of the accusers themselves. I wrote a poem just four nights ago that expresses my feelings best. Daryl Scott writes, Your laws ignore our deepest needs. Your words are empty air. You've stripped away our heritage. You've outlawed simple prayer. Now gunshots fill our classrooms and precious children die. You seek for answers everywhere and ask the question why. You regulate restrictive laws through legislative creed, and yet you fail to understand that God is what we need. Daryl continues, Men and women are three-part beings. We all consist of body, mind, and spirit. When we refuse to acknowledge a third part of our makeup, we create a void that allows evil, prejudice, and hatred to rush in and wreak havoc. Again, this is why I'm saying this right now. We are three-part beings, body, mind, and spirit. When we refuse to acknowledge that third part of our makeup spirit, we create a void that allows evil, prejudice, and hatred to rush in and wreak havoc. Daryl continues, Spiritual presences were present within our educational system for most of our nation's history. Many of our major colleges began as theological seminaries. This is a historical fact. What has happened to us is a nation. We have refused to honor God, and in so doing, we open the doors to hatred and violence. And when something as terrible as Columbine's tragedy occurs, politicians immediately look for a scapegoat such as the NRA. 
They immediately seek to pass more restrictive laws that contribute to erode away our personal and civil liberties. We do not need more restrictive laws. Eric and Dylan would not have been stopped by metal detectors. No amount of gun laws can stop someone who spends months planning this kind of massacre. The real villain lies within our own hearts. As my son Craig lay under that table in the school library and saw his two friends murdered before his very eyes, he did not hesitate to pray in school. I defy any law or politician to deny him that right. I challenge every young person in America and around the world to realize that on April 20th, 1999, at Columbine High School, prayer was brought back into our schools. Do not let the many prayers offered by those students be in vain. Dare to move into the new millennium with a sacred disregard for legislation that violates your God-given right to communicate with him. For those of you who would point your fingers at the NRA, I give you a sincere challenge. Dare to examine your own heart before casting the first stone. My daughter's death will not be in vain. The young people of this country will not allow that to happen. Once again, that was written by Daryl Scott, the father of Rachel Scott, who died in Columbine that day, addressing the Senate Judiciary Committee. Why do I bring that up today? Because this is where we were headed so many years ago. This is where we were headed way before 2012 in 1999. And here we are today. I have been rattled and wondering what's going on in this country. And finally, I come to the last two lines of the poem that Daryl Scott wrote. And yet we fail to understand that God is what we need. Remember, you've heard my public statement that we need to treat each other as Americans and neighbors with kindness and compassion. We need to speak and act with integrity and wisdom, and we need to practice service and love. For starters, my, my higher power, my Savior, does not live at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And we need to reach out to our neighbors and love and connect. That's what we need to do. We're becoming divided. It's like Teddy Roosevelt said, that the real danger is when it becomes us and them. Reach out to your neighbor. Reach out to God and understand that God is what we need. This is Bill Harper, a man in search of my heart. Thanks.
if I were the only one to love You have lavished on me If I